Welcome back to the Suraj podcast. In the previous episode, we heard Guru Hargobind traveling up to Kashmir to meet Mata Pagpari. Chapter 49 now begins describing how Guru Hargobind entered the main gate at Sri Nagar to fulfill the desire of Mata Pagpari. Guru Hargobind was on horseback as he was traveling up to the front of their house. Sevadas, Mata Ji's son was inside and he heard the steps of the horse outside. He immediately just booked it. He went out the front door of the house. He saw Guru Hargobind there on horseback with a very large spear in his hand. Sevadas immediately then went and placed his head at the lotus-like feet of the Guru. Such a great amount of joy sprouted up in his heart at that point. He said to Guru Hargobind, It's been so long. We've been waiting for you to come give us a visit so we may receive your divine sight, your darshan. Today we have had our desires fulfilled. Sevadas grabbed the stirrups uh, of the horse and then helped Guru Hargobind dismount and he brought the Guru inside the house. Sevadas brought out that very fine seat for the Guru and then went to go happily tell his mother. And he said, Oh, very fortunate one, that day which you've been so eagerly awaiting for, that day has come. Guru Hargobind has been so graceful upon us and has traveled up here. His name is truly the friend of the six. And it's true that your name, Bhagpati, the one filled with fortune, today it's proven that your name is also true and meaningful. Mata Bhagpati heard this and got up in an excited craze, just filled with love. She had become so weak in this waiting for the Guru. Uh, firstly, she was already so old. She also reduced her food and she forever just remembered the Guru, always desiring to receive the Guru's divine sight and darshan. That's why now she was just lost, hysterical with love. She couldn't get up and move around very fast at all. She had to grab the arm of her son to use as support as she got up. Her eyes opened wide, refusing to blink. She was unable to speak at that point. All the words just remained stuck in her throat. But slowly and slowly she walked with her son and she slowly bowed down and grabbed the two lotus-like feet of Guru Hargavan. She bowed down, letting her forehead touch the ground in front of the Guru. Then she looked up and she saw the Guru's beautiful form. Guru Hargobind had stuck his large spear in the ground beside him and it was just stuck there. Guru Hargobind was sitting on that really fancy seat. After a little bit of time, the very old Matapag, but he gathered up some strength and said with great love, those who are attached to the Guru renouncing all other pleasures through the anticipation and in love for the divine sight darshan i have faith that they will obtain your divine sight and this story this character of yours this virtue of yours is known throughout the entire world and it's happened exactly in this way for me i'm receiving seeing your divine sight right now i am a sacrifice toward you and always a sacrifice for you at that point, Matapag, where he placed around the neck of the Guru this very large rosary made of flowers. She had this made, and then she said, I would worship you greatly within my house, in this very place where you're sitting now. I would contemplate upon you thinking that I would place this very large rosary around your neck, and now my life has become fulfilled, worthwhile, as I receive your divine sight. 
Guru Hargobind heard this and replied, saying, You have such great love for me. You've made a very fine piece of clothing for me as well, awaiting for me, day and night, for me to come and wear it. And honestly, I don't find any other item to wear as beautiful as that one as you have prepared. So now, let me have that cloth sewn, and with great happiness, I'll wear it. Mata Bhag, but he heard this and was in shock. She was blown away. She said, well, this is no big deal for you. You always, through all aspects of time, are oriented in this way. You don't look at one's caste, high or low, if they're a woman or a man, if they have money or not. You only test one's love. Otherwise, what am I? I'm just, I have a poor intellect, I'm dirty, I have no money at all, I have no p power for which you would have crossed these difficult mountains and traveled through tough terrain to come here to see me. For you, your beloved ones are your six. Just like how Vishnu was called the savior of his bhagas, his devotees, in the same way, you are the savior and I am the sinner. You have drenched me in your flavor and your essence of love. How can I praise you? I'm not smart enough. I don't know anything. Your name is the one who saves the sinners. And I've just understood that just that one thing you just see the love of your sick whether they are a man or a woman how can we understand the extent of your true nature you are the master of all powers and treasures the one who protects all and the knower of all hearts what is just this one cloth for you even that it's not even that good and for that the pinnacle of the Sordi lineage Guru Hargavan you have traveled through these mountains to come here to give me your darshan before I pass away. After saying this, Matapagpati did a parkarma. She circled around Guru Hargobind with great love. She just couldn't be satisfied, just consistently, constantly looking at Guru Hargobind with open eyes, thinking about the one who removes all anxiety. She then went inside another room to get that cloth which she had sprayed and sprinkled great amounts of incense on. She quickly placed it in front of the Guru with folded hands. She then quickly called over a tailor and showed him the Guru's very large body and said, sew this fabric in every way you can to make it the most beautiful. In the Guru wearing this jama, this tunic, our lives will be made worthwhile. She said this to the tailor and the tailor quickly got to work. He was sitting near while just making this jama. While the tailor was making the clothes, Matapag, but he went, and got some really clean water and then washed the lotus-like feet of Guru Hargavan. When she placed some of this water in her mouth, right away she saw and understood all the mysteries of the world. She could see her true self and within her heart, contemplation was placed with great ease on the divine. If some yogi performed yoga for countless years, even then that yogi would not be able to attain this position. Matapagpuri then took the rest of the Amrit and sprinkled it around her house and gave the rest to her son to drink. Matapagpati then organized the food for all the Guru's forces who had arrived with him. From her own hand she performed this seva for the exalted Guru and his forces. And at night when it got dark, Guru Hargobind lay down on a very fine bed placed out for him by Matapagpati. The news of Guru Hargobind's arrival to Kashmir had now spread through the entire region. When people heard it, it was just as if somebody had sprinkled Amrit into their ears. Listening to the news, the Sikhs were just enthralled. They were so excited. They would come together in groups from all regions. They arrived there in the morning. The Sikhs, with great enthusiasm, brought with them the greatest 
of fruits and the most expensive of fruits of that area, thinking that the Guru would be greatly pleased by this and that thus our lives would be made worthwhile and fulfilled, fruitful, if they had offered this to the Guru. So they had brought large amounts of really red apples. They also brought bushels of very fine and large grapes, rare types of small pears and apricots from that region of Kashmir. They brought many more varieties of fruits as well. The Guru fulfilled all the desires of the Sikhs by looking at these beautiful fruits that they had offered and he had eaten them. People were bringing flour and weed from all over as well, which was then uh, delivered to the kitchen for the langar, for the communal kitchen. As far as the news would travel around Kashmir, Sikhs who heard it would leave their houses immediately and come see the Guru. They recognized that they must have such great fortune that they'll be able to receive such a profit from such minimal effort here by just seeing Guru Hargobind so close to them. They don't even have to travel all the way to Amritsar. Like how a person who has been lazy his entire life, making zero effort, just the most lazy person, how great amounts of money and treasures would randomly just come to that person's house. That's how the Sikhs were talking amongst themselves, that such a blessing has arrived, that they would say, let's go see Guru Hargobind and obtain such a treasure for our life. So the Sikhs would say this on their way while bringing with them countless and beautiful offerings for the Guru. They would bring countless types and varieties of different clothing, donating money alongside that for Guru Hargobind. The communal kitchen, the langar that was being run there was so massive now that all the congregation would go there to eat. Mata Pag, but he had now got the final jamma, the Persian tunic, ready for Guru Hargobind from the tailor. The tailor completed it and she placed it around the neck of Guru Hargobind with her own hands. Mata Bhagbari was just standing there looking at the beauty of Guru Hargobind with her son there in such bliss. She was saying, Guru Hargobind had come to our poor house. That Guru Hargobind, which even the devtas, even the gods would serve. The entire congregation now had heard the story of Mata Bhagbari that Guru Hargobind had come to Kashmir to adorn this jamma that she had prepared Amongst themselves, the congregation was talking about this and going to congratulate her and thank her for drawing Guru Hargobind out here through her great love. They would say, Guru Hargobind remains bound by the love of his Sikhs, just like Vishnu would also be bound by love from his devotees. And Guru Hargobind's form is like Vishnu's as well. Blessed, blessed is the Guru, and blessed, blessed are the Guru's Sikhs who have within their heart grown nurtured such great love for the Guru. So this praise for the Guru was spread greatly over the region of Kashmir where the Guru would bestow his divine sight, Darshan, to the Sikhs of that area. They would come and drink the Charan Paul, the Amrit stirred from the foot of the Guru as an initiation and be in great bliss, destroying all pain from the cycle of birth and death. And that's how chapter 49 concludes. In the next chapter, in the next episode, we'll hear of a very important Sikh of Kashmir region, Katusha, and that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who've been contributing to the podcast through the Among the John Patreon page. <laughs> Sir, 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 Sir,